their back on men. Men with a dream and savage yearning within them. Legions compelled by passion that knows no boundary. A consuming flame that defies plausible explanation. Battling the forces of domestication, they find the courage to band together to experience the awesome power of the men. I say this with all due respect. Shut up! Shut up! Shut! 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 Shut up! Shut up! Tonight's broadcast of the masculine feminist has been commandeered by the secret society no man. Gotta go to a place like a shot in a beer, steak man. Saying we can stop, get pancakes, and then we'll get laid, all right? Why do you drink ice cold beer on a hot day? Mr. Clement, what else are you gonna do with it? To alcohol, the cause of and solution to all of life's problems. Yes, it is. Indeed, it's Thursday night. And Thursday nights only mean one thing around here. But it's time for some Cave Crew Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, live from my cave in Windsor, Ontario, Canada. I am DK. I am elated to be here, as always. Whether you're watching or listening, uh, I must tell you, it was pouring rain today. And then it was snow an hour later, and it's all supposed to melt again. Don't you love March? By the way, folks, you've been hearing me Spotify this and Spotify that for the past couple shows. Cave Crew Radio now on iHeartRadio. We'll talk about more about that in a minute. A um, little bit of changes around the cave here this week. Uh, Big B, uh, his chair is empty and um he uh I, i'm assuming he went to jail for that parking ticket that we were talking about last week um so he is not here however i do have the return of someone special let me uh Are you here, London? I am here. Good evening, Cave Crew. It's great to uh, great to have you back, Stu. We're not going to get into it right away because we're 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 dedicating a whole entire uh, segment later on. Yeah. But explain where you were briefly. I was I was in court. I, I had a couple of weeks in court on a on a big case, but, uh, and I was unavailable at, at this ungodly hour in the morning. I had to save all my energy for the, for the normal day shift. 
And now you were telling still, me, though. I'm listening. I, was, I listened last week. I was definitely listening with interest about Big uh, Big B's parking ticket. Big B's parking ticket. You did tell me, though, that you fell asleep. We put you to sleep. <laughs> well, yeah, that's not. it was no reflection of the show, like, you know, but uh, I was laying in bed. Now, you know, previous to, to uh, going on this uh, jury duty, um, you were telling me, man, I'm really looking forward to this. I can't wait to have the normal hours. And yeah. then after about a week of it, you're like, I cannot wait to get back to my normal crazy shift on the train. What happened there? Yeah, man. it's. Uh, I say I usually live a sort of upside down world. I'm almost living in Eastern time. I'm living in American time. Uh, it only takes me about a day or two to get back into the swing of things. And then I found myself getting up at like 5 a.m. instead of going to bed at 5 a.m. Welcome to my world. Um, and, and of course you were, you were complaining because you couldn't do your other show podcast factor. And now you're back on it. You're like, Oh, I'm an episode ahead. I'm uh, and we'll talk more about that later too. But the thing, the thing is as well, we've had the children on, on leave from school, you know, school holidays. God, the kids are so demanding and it doesn't get any easier as they grow up. The oldest one's 17. And she's just as demanding as when she was two years old. Yeah, I don't think it... They always tell you it gets easier. I mean, my boy's 13 now and going to be 14. And sometimes I wonder, you know, it drives his mom nuts because he still leaves clothes and doesn't clean up his plate. Anyway, listen, before we talk anymore, uh, as per Twitter, Facebook, um, you know... It's uh, not that Stu and I couldn't sit here and catch up and shoot the shit, but it's nice to have that third seat filled in. And I refuse to to reveal it this week. Um, But I'm excited because uh, last time we had a blast. There was five of us in the room. So now now we have them just to ourselves. But uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, smoke and mirrors. you, you know him. He's Big D's from When Worlds Collide. What a what a massively downloaded show that was. Welcome to the show, Big D. Hey, what's going on, fellas? Great to have you back again. Thanks. Yeah, uh, man, I, I we had such a blast on that last episode that we did. <laughs> when you when you said, "Hey, will you come back on?" I was like, "Yeah, I'd love to, you know, I'd be more than happy to come on." And, and, and no offense, but this is the other reason. Uh, a stew has dropped out. And as much confidence as I have in my fucking self, <laughs> I can't carry 90 minutes all by myself. <laughs> I just yeah, doing, can't. <laughs> doing a solo show is rough. Oh, jeez. I I, I, and, and God bless his soul. I, I know he's in another, you know, World, you you should probably cover England just separately on a on a smoke and mirror show. <laughs> There's a lot of interesting stuff that comes out of England, and uh, maybe if I get a chance to go over there this fall, we'll go around and maybe take a look at some of the places where I say take a look, send you a look anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Fill Big D, you can't see just for the people that don't know you. <laughs> we're not. We're not joking like i joke about my hearing and my memory and well that's all true stuff too but you're legally blind 
Yeah, I'm completely blind in my right eye, legally blind in my left. And, and, and folks, go back and listen, because for the people that listen all the time, we're not going to repeat the same stories we've told. But what he does with, with, with comic books, he reads stories on his shows. Uh, you know, he's, he's following along with us here. Uh, it's not Braille, is it? No, I've got a humongous monitor that sits in front of me about a foot and a half away. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> if, if you see my phone, if you see me looking at my phone, You'll see me looking at it like this, if you can see on the camera. I have to put it about an inch away from that left eye. <laughs> so it's, uh, man, it's funny to look at. I know it's got to be funny for people that don't, you know, that that don't understand. But it's just kind of my life, you know. I, I, I and again, I don't like to get serious too often around here, but it's inspiring. Um, you, your laugh is contagious. Uh, your sense of humor is, is wonderful. Um, like you said on your other show, uh, this week, how passionate you are about podcasting and you can tell, but, uh, you know, you wake up with a headache, folks deal with it. It'd be a lot worse. Yeah. <laughs> Cindy always says that I got the ultimate card to play at the end when somebody's talking about having a crappy day. Yeah. Because I just go, well, at least you're not blind. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I guess the only thing worse is, is is speaking to someone at a funeral. But, I mean, you're, yeah. you know, someone's sick in a hospital bed. It's always a very uncomfortable conversation that you have to have. But you, you can. You can just go, well, you know what? <laughs> at least you can still see. Yeah. <laughs> like, and it gets you out of it. It's like it's like the ultimate man card, the ultimate hall pass. It was funny. We were in the store yesterday, and a guy came up because I had my stick, and a guy came up and he was like, "Does that really work like on that Daredevil show?" And I just busted out laughing because, <laughs> you know what do you, what do you say to that? So I I just kind of explained to him how the how it worked, and he I mean he was genuine. He just. He just didn't know, but, and I would rather somebody come up and say something like that than act like I don't exist. Yeah, because you're still, and, and those of us that, that, that know you, I mean, we haven't had the privilege of meeting you in person yet, but uh, um, and how would you recognize me anyway? I guess my voice, right? Yeah, your voice is pretty, <laughs> pretty distinct. <laughs> now, being the funny guy you are, do, do you ever like, play on it and like poke someone with the stick or something in a mall or, or, you know, like kind of poke them up the ass. Or... Yeah. I do it to my kids. Yeah. You know, they or, or start <laughs> using your hands. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we, geez. Oh, the shit so, you could get away with. I don't know if you ever saw this, but we did a video for bro Rons where I went into a store and tried to buy a shot, uh, a gun. Yeah, you're going to so, have to share that video with us. <laughs> I walk up to the counter, and the guy's just like, uh, and I set my stick up on the counter. And I just I just proceed to say, well, what's the most powerful gun you have here? Yeah. <laughs> How good is the Zoom? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I've, I've talked to Cindy about doing stuff where I go through the grocery store and just see if I can get away with putting stuff in other people's carts. You could be a YouTube sensation, man. I'm telling you, these are these are the people that make the money. Yeah, you yeah, you need to be going into and leave the stick and someone puts you outside like a lingerie shop or something like that. 
<laughs> or if someone has stop. a loaf, if someone has a loaf of bread in their cart, just kind of grab it and start flopping around with that, and then put it back. <laughs> we could be your writers. <laughs> yeah, I'd be in prison in no time. Ah, you know what? I, I, some of the shit I see that people get away with on YouTube, and they're getting paid for it at the same time. They got Who cares if I get sued? I'm making five billion on YouTube advertising right now. <laughs> I don't need. Oh, I can buy an island to escape to, and here we are. Oh, yeah, get a quarter here, a quarter there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We need. We need to get you a, a, a GoPro or some kind of hidden camera on your on your and and yeah, I don't know. You walk into the female changing room or something. Or you know, like you, you I don't guys. Know if I can- away with that <laughs> well you guys you guys are old enough to remember like when we we're kids in the comic books and shit they had those 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 secret agent pens and stuff that had the cameras yeah. in them kind of use that stuff he's always disappointed that the x-ray glasses didn't work <laughs> <laughs> yeah i know or those stupid sea monkeys <laughs> Like what the fuck, man? What were they? Brine shrimp or something? I don't know. I'm so gullible to that stuff. Or you order the chest of the little green soldiers, and then you're like, "Oh my god!" There's like four that, and then they're like the size of your thumb. <laughs> oh, those were the days. For our younger listeners, uh, just Google it. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, the, the the sea monkeys were my favorite. I I remember I bugged my dad and bugged my dad. And, you know, back in those days, there was no Amazon Prime. There was no next day shipping. It was like eight weeks, nine weeks later by the time you got the thing in the mail. It, was, it wasn't a package, and it was like magic. Yeah. Hmm. Yep, it's like whatever you had to send away box tops for to get something. Yeah, in, in the cereal boxes when they're actually used. I, I told my boy about that. Uh, actually, we we stumbled across some Cracker Jacks. I hadn't seen them in a long time. This this is a while ago, but there was no toy in it. There's no toy in the cereal anymore. I used to get in so much shit from my mother because you like that cereal. Oh yeah, yeah, ma. This is my favorite cereal. I was just the, the the prize I wanted to get out of it. Yeah. <laughs> Dig your hand all the way down because it was yeah. always in the bottom of the bag. Yeah. <laughs> Why is there cereal all over the floor? <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! I feel like I'm in a time machine tonight. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think they're allowed to do that anymore, are they? I, I, you know what? There, there, there probably is some kind of law against it. Like, yeah. I don't know if you guys remember. We were actually talking about it the other day because uh, Sears went bankrupt. Yeah. Um, before any, you know, Cyber Monday, all this online shopping that, that we all do, we used to look for our gifts inside that Sears Wishbook catalog. Yeah, the old the, Sears and Roebuck. Yeah, and uh, but they just couldn't—they just couldn't keep up with the times, right? They—they they, they just. Uh, um, speaking of of Christmas gifts, I do have one more thing I wanted to touch on that that completely was uh, not not planned. But I was always giving my wife a hard time because um, we'll buy her Christmas gifts, and she won't open them. For instance, uh, Jake, my son, always gets a perfume every year. And 
we always run out of cologne and all our stuff. And and and, and the other year we got her a baking dish and a set that she wanted because she likes to bake, and she never opened it. And uh, so I regifted it this year. <laughs> but that's I all I wanted for Christmas. I, I you might not have heard Big D, but. I'm a recovering uh, infomercial uh, addict. Um, <laughs> I had my credit card taken away from me, and uh, I, I love infomercials. Well, I did for Christmas get Copper Chef pants. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't used them yet. <laughs> I was, I was, I was so excited to get them, and I haven't tried them out yet. <laughs> I was going to ask if your eggs slid right out. I, you know, I, I, I'm dying to try it, and I, it's that's why I bring this up because last night uh, we were driving home. I, I picked my wife up uh, from her job after I'm done work, and uh, I was I was saying, you know, I always give you a hard time about that shit, but I haven't used my my Copper Chef pans yet, and I, I really was like a little kid uh, getting Billy Blast off on on Christmas morning. When I got those Copper Chef pants, and, and <laughs> I haven't touched them yet. <laughs> um, yeah, I got a sister-in-law that was banned from QVC for a while. <laughs> I I literally, she took my credit card, I, and I'm not ashamed to say it. I, I don't stay up as late as I used to, but I, I, I would watch, it, it would be infomercial and chill for me. You know, everybody, I would infomercial and chill. And, and that sham wow, that, that poor dude, the Billy B or whatever his name was, he got me every time. <laughs> my, my favorite was the the slap chop. Yeah, the, the, yes. But then you buy the shit. Like, I've got them all. I've got the magic bullet. I've got that secret steamer. I've got the the thing you put in the microwave that makes it taste just as good as a barbecue. All that shit. None of it works. <laughs> yeah. And all of this stuff takes up so much space in your kitchen, DK. You must oh. have a, a huge, huge kitchen there. No, no, no. Trust me. Everything's buried in cupboards and stuff. <laughs> but everything's supposed to save space, right? It's like the steamer I bought because my wife hates the, you know, cleaning the floor. So one year I bought this magic steamer floor cleaner. <laughs> Thing worked for about 10 minutes till the AA batteries died. <laughs> but uh, anyway, I, I, I severely uh, digress. Uh, big shout out. We I think we got Cindy, the other host and the better half of Big D uh, in the chat room. Uh, CJ, uh, the bad guy from Bogota, as we like to refer to him, we got to have him back soon. Um, ever since uh, Choo Choo Mania, uh, you haven't suggested that, Stu. No, I was laying low after my, uh, you know, after my win. It's like a <laughs> bridge over troubled water. CJ's the host of uh, Ron Real, and um, uh. I always want to say grit and grace. It is grit and grace, right? I don't. I think of the. T- I get everything mixed up with a TV show. <laughs> those those were good times, Stu, weren't they? Whenever you was hanging your head in that trash can. <laughs> <laughs> See, more people saw it than you think. You guys thought that oh, that's just another dumb idea, DK, when it came up with. Hey, as long as I'm not the one vomiting, I think it's a great idea. <laughs> 
So I, I still think Stu should try out sex toys up his ass. And I think it would, you know, we talk about your YouTube videos, we'd be famous. I'm just waiting to see if I've been nominated for an Oscar. <laughs> you never know. It, it, you know, is there YouTube awards? That's something I've never seen. You'd think by now. Uh, someone yeah. on TV w- would 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 do YouTube awards like like they do MTV and the Kids Channel and you know the Oscars and all that shit. Well, somebody I'm sure could someone's do it. Full of it. <laughs> yeah, somebody could do it YouTube Live. Yeah, absolutely. As long as it doesn't, I, I wanted to. By the way, just really quickly, folks, I'm not going to put you through it. We think we have a kind of fix tonight, but. If you were listening on on live radio or podcast, you wouldn't have seen the pain that Big B and I went through. And, and this is what happened. Uh, just a short clip. Oh, so, switch. What the hell is going on? Hang on, folks. We got a fucking echo. Are you beating yourself already? First. Okay. Something is What the hell is going on? Yeah, we, on, we just went into a proverbial... Echo. Um, anyway, uh, if you've just joined us, uh, Big D was our surprise guest, um, and we're going to continue to uh, to chat with him. Uh, Choo Choo Stew has made his grand return. I don't know how many times uh, Choo Choo Stew has made a grand return, but he gets more vacation days than any of the rest of us. Um, but we will be hearing about his jury duty. I'm just kind of holding out till after the break now, guys, because we got about eight minutes. So, um, yeah, I can't wait to hear about that. I'm excited I've too. I, I've been waiting for uh, for weeks. You so, did, up in about did. eight minutes, seven minutes, we'll do that. Get uh, a good solid masturbation uh, <laughs> story. What is outside of Burger King or something? <laughs> we actually do have a very good masturbation story. Um, <laughs> You know what? Let, let, let's we can break the rules, and uh, so we got we got more stories. But uh, I think it was Stu actually posted this one um, on the Cave Crew Radio Facebook group, and uh, it was better than any masturbation story I've heard in a long time. I thought we'd no pun intended beaten that one to death, <laughs> uh, but here we go. Apparently, there was a man who used an anglerfish stomach to masturbate. Lo and behold, his dong gets infected. <laughs> now, it's, it's, it's always the title that gets us hooked, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then it, get, it always gets better. A, a Japanese man. <laughs> Good old Japan. Everybody's gunning for Florida now. Um, tried masturbating with an anglerfish stomach. What the hell? So, you know, we, we pause and you make jokes about ugly women or ugly men or whatever. I've never seen an uglier fish than an anglerfish. (laughs) Was he trying to sword fight with that little thing that dangles on top of his head before he did it? Well, he literally gutted it. He he literally used the stomach. <laughs> to ensure that the stomach wouldn't infect him, he doused it with ethanol and salt, which are two ingredients you wouldn't want anywhere near your genitals. I wonder at what, at what stage did he 
you know, he was gutting this fish and maybe he was going to eat it or whatever. What stage did that little light bulb just shine and think, <laughs> do you know what? And he sort of, he looked. <laughs> I'm thinking he wanted he to masturbate the entire time. He was, was it? Sitting on a, he was sitting on his fishing boat and then all of a sudden he, he got this idea. He felt a little bit randy and he starts looking around him to see if anyone's watching and then tries this thing out. Because what would make you do that? <laughs> DK. <laughs> DK. DK has no problem masturbating with just his hand. Thank you very much. <laughs> I've got my preference between left and right, sometimes two. Um, yeah, I, 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 I've, I've seen all kinds of videos, and there's all kinds of tricks, grapefruits, uh, you know, all these other things. Um, we've, I, we actually had the grapefruit chick on who did that. What the hell? She does a blowjob with a grapefruit, man. I'm not getting into it, but that's why I could legally go on medical leave just for the things I've learned through my life doing shows. Maybe he was looking around the kitchen at the time and sort of going through the cupboards, and he was looking for that uh, watermelon that he can no longer find. And then he why just, just mash a banana. Like it's just got to be something feels better than an anglerfish, <laughs> like Vaseline. <laughs> anyway he he soaked it in this ethanol and salt he allowed that mixture to settle uh so any of the nasties in the belly would be truly gone and then he put on a glove <laughs> so he's protecting his hand <laughs> his girlfriend is covered he's got a jimmy on he grabs his stomach um, and he did his thing. We we don't need to explain what he did. However, I guess it didn't go well because the doctors uh, diagnosed him with it. I don't think I'm going to pronounce this right. Uh, urethitis. Uh, it's an inflammation of the urethra. Um, put him on a course of antibiotics. Doctors answer for everything. Um. They believe he he caught a, uh, a parasitic invention uh, infection. Sorry, uh, during his wank, uh, the man also uh, had to keep applying ointment to his penis. <laughs> I think salt, salt and vinegar would have just done the job just as well. You don't need a fish stomach. Everybody's got rotten bananas sitting up on their counter. Just mash one up and lube up with that. <laughs> I hope you used rock salt and there were like parts <laughs> of it stuck in there. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm going to need a pillow just for my dick tonight. I'm on rock salt. <laughs> Talk about friction. Have you ever done it on the beach, by the way? You get sand in there. It's nasty. Yeah, it's raw dogging it after about five minutes. <laughs> oh man. You know, and we talk about a lot of crazy people, but, you know, I, I, you must do a lot of weird things. It's kind of like how, you know, they talk about gateway drugs and shit like that. That That's beyond the gateway to masturbation. Start with a little shampoo in the shower. You find out that, you know, the Vaseline works better. Maybe some Nivea cream. I don't know. Noxzema. Um <laughs> Your knowledge of hand lotion. I'm such an expert on all this stuff, aren't I? <laughs> but wait a minute, Big D. You're the one that's blind. 
<laughs> that's true and if anybody asks how many times it yeah. takes before you go blind it's one less than i <laughs> oh shit um anyway all right here's what we're gonna do we're, let's take a break um i just wanted to kill some time and that story did it uh when we return we're gonna hear about uh choo choo stew's uh jury duty uh, then we want to talk a little bit about, uh, uh, smoke and mirrors and, uh, we've got some other stories and, and some shit to cover too. So you are listening to cave crew radio, uh, now available on iHeartRadio. I love the sound of that. And, um, we will be back in about three minutes time. So if you got a pee, get yourself a beer, whatever you got to do, do it now. We're going on break. As soon as I find the right buttons. Bring it on! I think they're having problems hearing it go out. The, coming right the now. music and stuff. So you ask me, what goes on the rest of the week? Facebook, Cave Crew Radio. Join the Cave Crew Radio group on Facebook. Seven days a week. 365 days a year. Find out where the stories come from. Where are the ideas plugging in? Cave Crew Radio on Facebook. Join today. Don't forget Twitter at Cave Crew Radio. Yeah, I'm over here. I'm over here at Burger King right here in San Clemente. Mm-hmm. Um, no, not San Clemente. I'm sorry. Um, I live in San Clemente. I'm in Laguna Niguel, I think. That's where I'm at. Uh-huh. I'm at a drive-thru right now. Uh-huh. I had, I ordered my food three times. They're mopping the floor inside, and I understand they're busy. They're not even busy. Okay, I've been the only car here. I asked them four different times to make me a Western barbecue burger. Okay, they keep giving me a hamburger with lettuce, tomato, and cheese, onions. And I said, I'm not leaving. Uh-huh. I want a Western burger because I just got my kids from Taekwondo. They're hungry. I'm on my way home, and I live in San Clemente. Uh-huh. Okay. She said, she gave me another hamburger. It's wrong. I said, four times. I said, I want it. She goes, can you go out and park in front? I said, no. I want my hamburger right. So then the, the lady came to the manager. She, or whatever, whoever she is, she came up, and she said, um, she said, um, do you want your money back? And I said, no, I want my hamburger. My kids are hungry, and I have to jump on the toll freeway. I said, I am not leaving this spot, and I said, I will call the police, because I want my Western burger done right. Now, is that so hard? Okay, what exactly is it you want us to do for you? I send the officer down here. I want, I want them to make me right. Like, Ma'am, we're not going to go down there and enforce your Western bacon cheeseburger. What am I supposed to do? This is, this is between you and the manager. This, we're not going to go enforce how to make a hamburger. That's, why, that's not a criminal issue. There's, there's, there's nothing criminal so I just there. Stand here. So I just sit here. You, you need to calmly and rationally speak to the manager and figure out what to do between you. She did come up, and I said, can I please have my Western burger? She, she said, I'm not dealing with it. She walked away. Because they're mopping the floor, and it's all full of studs, and they don't want to run. They don't want to go through there. And, 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 and Ma'am, then I suggest you get your money back and go somewhere else. This, 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 is, this is not a criminal issue. We can't go out there and, and make them make you a cheeseburger the way you want it. Well, that is that you're supposed to be here to protect me. Well, what are we protecting you from? A wrong cheeseburger? Remember when you ran away and I got on my knees and begged you not to leave because I go berserk? Well, 
You left me anyhow And then the days got worse and worse And now you see I've gone completely out of my mind And they're coming to take me away Ha-ha, they're coming to take me away Ho-ho, hee-hee, ha-ha To the funny farm Where life is beautiful all the time And I'll be happy to see those nice young men In their clean white coats And they're coming don't loop. No more looping. You guys got me here? Yeah, we got you. Don't freak me out. <laughs> and I, I think I fixed it so everybody heard the heard the song and shit. All right. I'm going to fix it again so you guys can uh, hear the next little thing. But uh, Choo Choo Stew was away on, uh, on uh, jury duty. And we have been waiting anxiously uh for this to happen so we 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 created him this special little poster here his own little segment of the show and um i'm gonna do that little trick again so you guys can hear until i figure this out good next week and uh where did it go now it's not there anymore okay i'll do it this way uh okay anyway Oh, there it is. All right, so I'm an echo for a sec, but that's okay. Here is Choo Choo Stews. Ladies and gentlemen, members of the jury, have you reached a verdict? We, the jury, find the defendant guilty as charged. Jurors are charged with the responsibility of deciding whether... On the facts of the case, a person is guilty or not guilty of the offence for which he or she has been charged. The jury must reach its verdict by considering only the evidence introduced in court and at the directions of the judge. I, Choo Choo Stew, swear by Almighty God that the evidence I shall give shall be the truth, the whole truth, and nothing there you go Stu. I, I wanted you to feel important about great that. intro great intro <laughs> um now i, I want to be clear about this I, I did not come to you and say uh we got to hear all about this we got to hear the dirt we want to hear about these jurors uh no 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 uh this was you saying to me, I want to tell you about some of the people that I interacted with uh, on that jury. First of all, because we do have listeners, obviously, in, in, in the UK and Ireland and Europe and stuff like that. But a lot of people in Canada, the United States. Um, what, does the judge have one of those funny wigs on and shit? They do have the wigs, the judge and the barristers. <clears throat> The barrister being the lawyer. Yeah, the bar- yeah, the, yeah, the barristers, yeah, the lawyers. But uh, I mean, right from the word go, right? You you so- you go into the court, you tell them that you're on a jury, and every Monday morning they get a new group of people, even though you do it for two weeks. But every Monday morning there's a new group, and you're talking about hundred to hundred and fifty people, and uh, so we all line up and get taken into this huge cafeteria. Um, now, just to I mean, clarify, me- now remember, we weren't there. You're saying yeah. this is when they select 
the jurors for the now, different cases. Is, now, this is all the people that have been summoned to to be part of the jury. So, you first of all, you're you're just taken into this holding pen, and uh, it was like a holding pen for the Jeremy Kyle show. <laughs> <laughs> So wait, wait a minute. So so ultimately, there's going to be ten, twelve, fifteen jurors. Yeah, there, there's 150 yeah. people there. For how many cases? Well, there's there's about fifteen different courts. Okay, all right. So everybody gets a turn. Yeah, more or less, unless you're unlucky and you don't ever get called up. But right. there 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 is ample people. There's more than enough people to go round. So uh, after watching the introduction video and listening to the, the short spiel that they tell you about jury service, I head off and and discover the, the little smoking area that they've got. Um, just it's, a, it's an outside area, but it's you can't go anywhere, you know? Oh, it's like always, blocked uh, in. It's blocked in. Yeah. yeah. It's blocked in. They're, they're always so awful, these places. So I go, I go in there and I, I meet with a veteran second weeker. <laughs> <laughs> so he, he's going to show you the ropes. <laughs> yeah. So, and this guy, he, he, he just came forward with loads of information that I've just watched a video about saying, never discuss your case with anyone, you know? And, and then this geezer's gone up to me. He's going, yeah, I'm on a murder trial and the geezer's guilty and this, that and the other. And then, Within about, I'd say about two or three minutes of talking to him, we've gone from his murder case to him doing DIY in his house. Like <laughs> he was talking about his, his ceilings. And then from his ceilings, I found out his wife was going through the menopause. <laughs> <laughs> now, wait a minute, just real quick to sidetrack. Fast forward to you on week two. Were you the same yeah. way with the rookie? Were you going stir crazy? Yeah. I said, oh, are you know? And they went, yeah. I said, oh. <laughs> so the guy wasn't come. really nuts. He, he was, he's just been sanctioned for so long that he just wants <laughs> someone to talk to. <laughs> it sounds like they treat you worse than the criminals. <laughs> Do they give you bagels and tea? They, or? they did. And it's, and it's funny. Once I was uh, chosen for, for a case, um, after every... Well, every tea break you have, every lunch break, you you have to get escorted back to where you started from, to this big cafeteria. And everyone's got, like, their own um, court usher that deals with the, the jury. And our one was like a school teacher. And I'm surprised they didn't have us like, holding hands as we're walking along. So <laughs> you have a string attached like, to all of you, one of those, one of those like wrist bracelets. So, so when I take you to the court, every door, you have to go through oh, probably about 20 corridors to get to your court. And each corridor has got its own connecting door with a code on. And so our usher had this, like, pen and paper and a notepad, and she's flicking through every time she got to a door. And I think... <laughs> <laughs> are they volunteers, too? Or are they, well, not volunteers, but are, is uh, that, like, a job you get summons for, or is that an employee? No, nah, they're, they're professional people. But every oh. time she's going, right, what door are we on? And, and then she's... <laughs> she sounds the really code. fucking... <laughs> and, it wasn't, and it never worked, and we was taking the piss out of her. And, uh, and then she'd say, right, you're going for a break, and... It's now it's now ten twenty. I'll come back and get you at ten forty. And we would all all just joke with her, like you know, and say, "So you're coming back at eleven, and you're going to meet us there." And, uh, everyone was just winding her up. It was uh, 
It was quite funny. <laughs> was she like was she like an old maid type of She wasn't. I mean she acted like she was an old maid, but she was probably in her thirties. But uh Yeah, yeah. So I'm so, trying uh, to pick I'm trying to picture this though. Like so so this sounds like it's like out of a James Bond movie or you're you're in the Queen's the Queen's Royal Palace or something. Like <laughs> these these are not I, I don't know how much you can tell us, but the I know you said the guy was on a murder case, but are all these cases like, you know, criminal? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're all there for criminal court. They're all there for serious, uh, serious offenses, as far as what I could work out. So, now, did did you when you were in the court? Were the witnesses, or not the witnesses, but the uh, the people being charged? The defendants, yeah. whatever they're called, um, you actually saw them. They were in the. They were on the stand with you. Oh yeah, we we saw them. And and do you know when the usher walks you through the different corridors of the court, that's all to protect you, the the jury, so you don't have to meet any of the family. You don't have to meet any of the people that are being prosecuted. And uh, when they when they let you go, they weave you through all these corridors, and then. You go out the front door like everyone else. So, <laughs> All of a sudden, they don't know you. You've been cloaked. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, there was there was a girl that got um, intimidated by someone that was on a case, and uh, they ended up like getting getting arrested for it. You know. So uh, yeah, because if the person's if the if the person's guilty, they get taken to jail. I imagine the, the uh, yeah, but if they're if but they're if just they're, on bail, whatever, they're free to go out down to the local cafe and go and get lunch. And you and can they, actually meet them and quite often do outside. They go to the same smoking area. Well, they, don't, <laughs> they go outside. But they go to the same shops at lunchtime. You know, which is pretty bizarre, really. See, I know. I always thought, like, when they had a, you know, again, maybe I watch too much TV and shit. But I thought, like, once you're on a trial, they kind of keep you segregated, like keep you in a room, maybe bring you lunch in there. Um, no. No. No, I mean, they, they do, they keep you segregated until the end of the day or until you've got your lunch break and then you're free to mingle more or less, you know, like once you get out of the court. So, so they tell you, like, don't talk to the press, don't talk to anybody, don't, yeah. don't, but you, you're outside in the real world it's, and you go home at, at night to your wife and family. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty bizarre, really. So what happens if one of these killers or something's out on bail and they just decide they're going to follow you home? Well, they quite easily could, they could quite easily, really. It's not it's not rocket science to do it. Someone can uh, quite easily follow you. And, you know, no wonder you guys are having an exodus you. out of fucking England. Like, I can just imagine, are you going to eat those fries? Uh, no, Bubba, all yours. <clears throat> I'll tell you what was worrying. So when you go into the into the court, you have to the jury have to be sworn in. So you you pick up your chosen holy book or you affirm, and you know I'm Chuchu Stew and I swear on this that, and the other. Me, right? I thought it, I, I almost started laughing. He couldn't speak English. <laughs> you got a Muslim? <laughs> uh, oh, sorry, that's my Korean. Um, <laughs> it was like a, it was like a, I don't know where he was from Bulgaria or something like that, and and I think everyone was quite stunned, and, and the judge made him say it all over again. If it wasn't bad enough that he had to do it, read it out once, 
So he had to go through it all again. And uh, it was quite disturbing, really, to think that someone's life was in his hands, you know. It, it sounds like every single employee of that court was an ex-school teacher. <laughs> the, the, way, the, the way they behave. Like I said. And then can you imagine, then they do like a head count, right? And I go, we've got one too many people here. Who is this odd person? <laughs> right? The guy you're trying's in the mafia just has one of his hitmen in no. there now. <laughs> and and this, hap- this happened twice. First of all, someone had got into our room that wasn't meant to be in there. And they was all suited and booted. And they was actually, you know, due in court themselves. So they had actually managed to slip through one of these security-coded doors. But <laughs> found, the other the, found one of the pieces of gum wrapper on the floor that she lost. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wonder what this code does. <laughs> but the other person that was uh, superfluous to, uh, to people's needs was, it turned out to be someone's interpreter. So this Indian, this Indian lady had actually brought her own interpreter with her, and they were thrown out. Uh, can you imagine? You got a jury of twelve with an extra person sitting on the edge. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, now we're going to play musical chairs. Now, here's, I wonder if they do us the same luxury. If if I'm taken away in a Turkish prison or something, they're going to give me an interpreter. I don't think so. <laughs> I think there's only one thing they're going to give you if you're in a Turkey. <laughs> oh, you saw that movie too, right? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so <laughs> carry on. I want to hear about more of these people you met because you told me there's all these. Now, so there's lots of waiting around as well there. You know, there's people doing jigsaws. I found a little TV room upstairs that no one had really found or hardly anyone had found. Uh, but now, also, are, 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 before you carry, are these behind coded doors too, or, or no, some of these? This, is, no, this this was uh, just off of the cafeteria. You was allowed. You could sort of roam around. So it's a so free did, area. Yeah. So on my first day, I did find all of these. You know, daily TV shows. I found myself watching all of those. <laughs> but but also, you had the intelligent juror there, right? had suddenly decided to do a quiz and she was sitting there around a table of about 10 people but she'd found this quiz book and all the answers were at the back so she was start saying right right we've got biology now and although she was only really reading it out to 10 people you'd have people right at the other end shouting out answers (laughs) (laughs) oh this is how bored we are now we're we're fucking playing jeopardy out of out of a out of a reader's digest <laughs> and, and the poor lady couldn't pronounce a lot of the words and she's going I've never heard of that have you and she's looking at me and I'm going well, yeah everyone knows what you know <laughs> can you can you spell it for me <laughs> literacy I've never heard of that <laughs> I imagine you gotta make your own fun though see that's the uh... yeah I mean they the only uh, liquid refreshment you were allowed to take in the court was water, and it had to be in their own plastic cups. So I did wind the woman up, and I, I went to go in the court, and I had my flask of coffee that I took with me every day. And it, the the, uh, the the court usher went mental. She's going, you can't bring that, you can't bring that. 
And I said, okay, but is it okay if I bring my popcorn with me? <laughs> <laughs> the, the poor woman had no sense of humor whatsoever, like, you know. You should have just snuck it in under your shirt. And then while somebody's talking, you just hear the crunch of like potato chips. Look or, over there, Stu. <laughs> or like a kid in a theater, start throwing it at the witness on that, that stand. Boo. <laughs> just throwing popcorn. What I, what I did do is I, I, every day I took a packet of mints and I decanted them into my pocket <laughs> so that I didn't have to rustle about. I'm just sort of like, I was like leaning into them. And leaning into my jacket pocket and taking out a mint every now and again. Now, do, do they give you like a notebook, or are you supposed to remember everything that that that's thrown at you? No, there's no, there is notes there, and uh, uh, there is a uh, plenty of paper. But all the paper and all your notes have to be left in the court. You can't take them out. No, but at yeah, one yeah. stage it got a bit. One stage it got a bit boring, and I decided to. Uh, to give myself the job as the court artist. <laughs> you were the sketch guy. <laughs> and I started drawing. And I started drawing. I was thinking, I wonder if I'm going to get in trouble for this. <laughs> now, were, were any of the jurors at any point uh, in the trial, were they like passing notes? Oh, me, the guy next to me, uh, we was writing stuff down. And, uh, and then just sort of like discreetly showing it to each other, like, you know, on our table there, you know. So um, so you go through the case, you, you, you hear the whole thing. Did you, all in all is an experience. Uh, would you chop it up as, as something that, you know, hey, uh, I'm glad I went through that. Was it interesting? Oh, definitely. Yeah. It was really interesting. And some people I'd heard that they've asked them to stay on like a third and fourth week. And I was, to be honest, I was ready to go and volunteer. I quite enjoyed it. So it's purely voluntarily. It's voluntary. You don't. You don't get that massive twelve dollars a day like you do here. Yeah, <laughs> that's what no. they do. Now, what about your employer? Did was your employer paying you? Like, do you have a thing in your contract where you know you get well, called? You you get paid like a basic amount from the court, and you claim the rest back off your employer so we get to see whether i'm going to get paid or not but but i should be hopefully well i imagine that's like one of those things like if you get some i i like i think some things employers don't have a choice mm. yeah no they do have a choice and so no, some people lose money or make you take vacation or something so yeah, okay yeah. so so here we go we go through the whole trial uh, what's it actually, I mean, you know, without giving any details, I don't want the bobbies to come hauling yeah. away or the beef eaters, um, you know, her majesty's, uh, secret service or anything. Uh, then you go to a, I imagine a, a secret room where yeah, you have to decide, right? Yeah. Uh, you're locked in a deliberation room. And now. From there, you're not allowed to leave, right? Until you no. come come up with a with a verdict. Yeah, yeah. Like there's no, you know, Fred Flintstone. Uh, the whistle goes off. Uh, you know, Barney, we're out of here. You're you're in there to to till you know hung jury or no hung jury. Well, you're in there. I mean, we did actually have to break up and and return, you know, after lunch or something like that. Or we all went out. Every, even, we all went out for a cigarette, even if you didn't smoke, because <laughs> everyone had to stay together. 
<laughs> but they don't want you to talk to each other outside of the room. Nah, nah. Not about the case, no. So you see where I'm going with this, uh, Big D, is is everything is smart. You'd think they'd be put in solitary confinement and brought a, you know, a microwave burger or something for lunch. Yeah. You know, it's like, don't breathe a word outside of these quarters through the 15 secret doors with your personal escort. <laughs> but when the lunch bell yeah. rings, it's recess. Our <laughs> yeah. bets are off. But it's funny, we started... We all started interrogating each other <laughs> as part of the jury because, like, the first of all, as we started deliberating, I, I just stood up and I just said, "Well, look, before we discuss it, let's see who, you know, how we're all feeling about the case. Are we going guilty, not guilty?" Uh, and we went around the room and stuff like. That. And then I said, "Well, I'm not really going to change my mind." And then people started questioning me, "But why do you think that? But why do you think that?" And I said, "Well." I do, because the evidence I've heard, blah, blah, blah. So we was almost in arguments with each other. And the, and a fellow juror of mine who uh, who I used to chat with quite a lot, he said, yeah, I'm definitely, uh, I'm definitely going guilty, and this is why. And I said, yeah, okay. So we got in there, they started questioning him, and he folded straight away. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> right under pressure. He's done. Right under pressure. I said, what happened, to, what happened to all your, it's guilty, you know, anyway, yeah, it's, it's a, it's, it's a bit of a farce, really, because even if you know they're guilty, you can't always put them down as guilty, because there's not enough evidence. Yeah. Right, you, you, you got, and that makes sense. Gut feeling. You got, you got to prove your point, yeah. right? But yeah. now, here, here, yeah, here's, yeah. here's my, like, you know. I don't know what else to do. I keep going to TV references, but like a big brother where, where eventually one person's going to come out, but they, they, they form, do, do you find yourself forming alliances? You know, trying, yeah. okay, we're, we're, we're at five to five and there's three stray votes. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we was 12 to two at one oh, stage. Shit. Well, that's and, uh, uh yeah, we were six, you know, half and half and uh, 12 to two. And it was roaming around, you know. But to be honest, I just stuck with my guns the whole way. I said, I could be here for a month and I ain't going to change my mind. So I wonder yeah. if you have people that just say, I'm sick of this shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Oh, sure some poor bugger's future. One way, Well, you can look at it two ways. It could be a guy that deserves to be free or a girl. Yeah. Or it could be a guy that deserves to be sent for a long time. And there's just a dude going, you know what? Mama's making meatloaf. <laughs> yeah, I'm going yeah. I'm going with the status quo. <laughs> yeah. Well that's what that's exactly what happens. So did you did your side win in the end or did you end up Well it depends which way you <laughs> which way you look at it. But the thing is I stood up and I said to everyone, Does does anyone think this guy didn't do this? And everyone agreed with me that, you know, or they thought they had done it, all right? And yet, he, and yet basically, he got off of it That's okay, because of the evidence. Because the evidence, everyone knows that he done it, right? But there's just not enough evidence to prove it. Sounds like it's, a game of Clue. Yeah, it's quite bizarre. It is quite bizarre. I, I have one more question, because uh, I know there's a couple other characters that you ran into, but... Um, so let's say the jury comes in, because I've never done this. I, f I find this interesting. If you're bored, uh, fast forward. Um, unless you're listening to us live, then you're fucked. Uh, 
anyway, so the jury says guilty, not guilty, whatever. Does the judge then have the ability uh, to overthrow the jury? Or if I chose to be uh, tried by a jury of my peers, um, can does the judge, is he the commander-in-chief? Does he have the last say when he lays down the uh, grovel or whatever it's called? I don't think he does. I think they can just, they just guide. I mean, in our situation, they just guide to go on the evidence and, they, they, you know, they, they're not going to say, I don't agree because it would be pointless, wouldn't it? So I think a lot of the stuff you see in the films and on the TV is not, not strictly uh, kosher. Well, from what I understand, and I don't speak to this with as much authority as I do masturbation, for instance. <laughs> Um, you have a choice. Do you want to be tried by the judge or do you want to be tried by a jury of your peers? And I often wonder if the judge can still step in and go, you know, I'm I'm the big fella. I think what it is, they go to magistrate's court initially and they can be tried by the magistrate. And then they say, if they're not guilty, if they plead not guilty, then it goes to the crown court who then, uh, where you get tried by jury. And again, I find myself having so many questions. I'm sorry, folks, but how much scrutiny do they put you under? Um, let's just say prejudice to, to a race just to make it easy or, or, or you, yeah, yeah. you, you hate women or, or, you know, you're just biased about something. Uh, yeah. Do they do they question you? Like, do they try to weed you out from a certain case? Absolutely not. No, no, no. So they're just like, I like the bald guy, and uh, you're in on this case, and you may fucking hate yeah. whatever it is who's up there, yeah. and the poor chap is fucked. Yeah, they've got, they're fucked from the start. If uh, if you've got any prejudices, justices, you know. So yeah. So if there's a, if you if you hate black people and there's a black guy who's a defendant, uh, and vice versa, it could be a white guy. And yeah, a no, guy that, yeah, that's a, I wasn't really coining in any certain prejudice. I no, was, no, uh, no, but whatever it is, you know, if this bloke's got curly hair and you hate curly hair, that curly hair guy's fucked from the start. So did you go through a screening process at the beginning for the for the judge to decide whether somebody was off the jury or not? No, the only way it, well there there is a screening process. So there's a jury of 12, but they take in 16 people and they pick you out of a hat. So they called me up, they said right, choose choose Stu, and I got called up at any point before I'd been sworn in. The defendant could have said I don't like that that fella can uh can I have the next one instead? You know, okay. You should have went in there as as Choo Choo Sue, <laughs> as, as your transvestite alter ego. Uh, that would have been uh... all right. So was 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 there any other? Because uh, we got to move on here. Was there any other like interesting, weird, cool characters that you came across in these two weeks? Other than no, the fucking, I mean, other than the guy who went to jail. No, no. I mean, the the menopause man on the first day was uh, <laughs> he, he was 
he was the best one, and I, I did avoid him as best as I could, you know. But there were there was all sorts. There there were all sorts. I mean, there was a, there was this woman that was out in the smoking area, and she was telling this other woman, "I never usually wear shoes, and look, I've bought all this new outfit for this." You know, there was people that dressed up for it. You know, so they all, they're all in suits, and uh, but they don't make you wear those funny wigs. No, no, we did. Oh, we was taken through a through the court, and it was empty. And we had a different usher that day. And she went, if anyone wants to a quick photo opportunity, she said, that was it. There's a photo opportunity. I said, yeah, give me a week and a gavel, like, you know. And, but it was a, she was joking. So <laughs> I didn't actually get to do I, it. I was going to say, then, then, then what do you do? Place your order online? And uh... <laughs> <laughs> it would have been great if you'd had your own wig. You just go yeah. in and put on. It'd have been like, Great big like an afro or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is my court attire. <laughs> yeah. Ah, sounds like it was an experience anyway. Sorry, folks. If if nothing else, you've you've learned a little bit about what it's like to go through a court system in uh, in uh, London, England. Um, I want to. Uh, I do have a couple more stories I want to get to towards the end, but we still have time. Um, a big deal. Like last time you were here, we really didn't get a, a fair enough chance to um, uh, to talk about uh, smoke and mirrors, uh, which is completely different than than what you were doing before. Um, you know, how did you get started with that? And you know, I know offline we were we were talking. You, you cover some cool shit like UFOs. Uh, you're saying you're going on a live ghost hunt. You've done uh, uh, curses on the past episode, which I thought was really cool and interesting. Um, what what draws you now to, to that away from... Well, you still do comedy. We can't say you're not yeah. doing comedy. You yeah. and Cindy are hilarious sometimes, but um, <laughs> which is, you know, adds to the show. But what got you into that? Because you are a skeptic, basically. Yeah, it's funny because even though I'm I'm a skeptic, I always enjoyed listening about this stuff and hearing stories and, and the TV shows were always interesting to me. Even if I just sat and made fun of them, they were interesting to me, but there's, it's weird, you know, being skeptical, I'm going to look for every rational explanation that I can find for something whenever I see it or I or hear it or whatever. But the thing is, there is a small amount that ends up getting through every rational explanation and you just have to go, Hmm, I, I don't know what that is. And yeah, now, now that that's a, all of a sudden becomes a trigger. Yeah. Now, now a red flag, whatever you want to call it. And, and it becomes a situation where, uh, if I don't know what it is and it can't be explained, I, I want to know what it is. I want to figure it out. I want to to get into it and dig into it and see what I can find. And and sometimes, not to derail what you're talking about, but but sometimes, do you like what you find, or are you shocked what you find, or? Or, you know, maybe I'm not wording it properly. Uh, sometimes, yeah, sometimes you find what you don't expect to find. Yeah, exactly. And sometimes you just you just end up at the end of the day scratching your head. And you go, well, you know, I, 
there is no explanation for this. And when you get to that point, then you have to openly admit that, okay, I can't be completely closed minded. Uh, so, and I think it helps too, that Cindy is, is more of a believer. And so we play off of each other. Well, because she, she has a tendency to say, okay, well, I, I believe this, 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 and this, and I'll try as hard as I can to shoot as much of it down as I possibly can. But if she ends up with something there that I can't shoot down, then I have, you know, I have to admit, okay, something weird is going on. Yeah. You got me here. Yeah. And I, I just want to say, um, I guess about a month ago now, I've said this before. I've interviewed so many people. Uh, through the years, all the different shows. And a lot of the times I, I go, you know, I may not say it right to their face, but you're, you're fucked. I don't believe the word you said. Um, you know, we get the, the psychics on and, 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 and the ghost hunter. Here's an EVP. And yeah, you know what? I can play games with audacity too. But yeah, we had, you know, listening to the way you're approaching things. And then also Jason Medina, uh, who's an author and a ghost hunter. Uh, up, up in the New York upper state. Well, not upper state, but the New York area in Yonkers. And that's what I liked about listening to him too is, is that, you know, first and foremost, I need to be convinced. Yeah. He explained orbs to us and said, you know, 90% of the time they're not real. And when someone can do that, it, you know, it, it's almost like they're, they're, they're kind of on your side as, a, as a skeptic, but then they're saying, now, wait a minute. This I couldn't explain. And, I like that about what you guys are doing too, is that you're not just openly saying, you know, uh, here's Herbie. He reads palms and we believe everything he says. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You're, you're giving us fact at the end of the day, you let us feel what we want to feel, but you're given a case, right? Yeah. And <laughs> it was funny. Uh, the first episode that we put out and I, really kind of destroyed that case. I mean, just destroyed it. And some of the reactions that we got from that very first episode were, were funny to me because, uh, I mean, one in particular, like Ray from the naked porch, he messaged me and was like, dude, you, you, you're like the worst lawyer. You would destroy, you just destroyed it. And you just kept hammering it and hammering it and hammering it <laughs> until, you know, there wasn't any way anybody was going to come out of there and say, yeah, I think this person was telling the truth. <laughs> <laughs> You'd but, make a good politician. You know, <laughs> sorry, sorry to interrupt your flow there, but I was actually sent on a special assignment, a uh, ghost hunting assignment by a uh, cave crew radio uh, probably a couple of years back now where oh, shit, there, was yeah. a, there was an article in on the internet about the most i think it was the top 10 haunted um pubs in in england and one of them happened to be quite local to me so and this uh had a haunted toilet so every time the ladies <laughs> listen, we have our niche. It's whatever works, <laughs> especially if it's not me doing it. <laughs> every every time the ladies, uh, it was in the ladies, and every time the ladies sat down in the cubicle, some someone touched them or something like that. So I was, 
I was sent off at a, on a on a Wednesday lunchtime or something to this pub and and asked if I could go and have a little look around the ladies' toilets. <laughs> if, we, if we get a chance to come over there this fall, I, I may go around and tour all those haunted. Pubs. You're gonna have to go. I, I honestly <laughs> forgot. I, I Al, the producer, my my uh, awesome co-host on Distraction Point. You have a new new homework. What show was it we sent? stew to the, the the haunted washroom i want the audio for that did you, now what i want to know is did you actually get to go in there and set in the ladies toilet oh, i did i did go in there i did have a look yeah, yeah. i mean fortunately there was only about four people in the pub at the time so, oh, okay. uh, it's, 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 it's the best part of the whole thing big d is that i i gotta say i come up i i don't come up with these ideas for me to do personally i i chicken out i I'd go fuck no i'm not doing that but i come up with all these ideas and, and, and Stu is generally a good sport right Got across the board <laughs> he's like sure i'll do it got freaking whiskey in the jar i'm in <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah but uh now no, now I... when when you were when you initially approached this show because your your background thus far, thus far in, in podcasting, radio, whatever we want to call it, um, is comedy and weird news and very similar to what we do. Um, and you're in this. What's your comfort level going into this? I mean, obviously, you're doing something with your wife. That's cool. Um, you're sharing a passion. But what's your comfort level going into this from a from a comedy perspective? I'm. You know, I'm pretty comfortable with it. It's, uh, it took me a long time and it's funny. The story behind how we ended up, I ended up getting Cindy to do it, or actually I didn't get her to do it. She, I was looking for somebody that was the polar opposite of me. She made you think it was your idea. That's the way everything works. We're all married. You don't have to teach us that. (laughs) So, so like three months I was putting out a call. Okay. I'm looking for somebody who's a, who's a heavy duty believer, uh, to, to do this show with me. Here's the concept. And she started saying about a month and a half into it, you know, I think I could do it. And I said, well, you don't feel comfortable behind the mic and blah, 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 blah. And she said, she just kept saying, you know, I could do that. You know, I could do that. You know, I could do that. And finally I caved and I said, all right, let's give it a shot. And then she got on the mic, and she was an absolute freaking natural. She's, and I think we said that last last time you were on as well. She she is very good, and uh, yeah, it, it's some people get on. It, it's like getting a guest, right? You're like, oh my god, this guest is so awesome. They're so interested to get on. And they're like, oh fuck, it's like grinding freaking fingernails against a chalkboard. <laughs> <laughs> but Cindy, oh Cindy, she's good. She yeah. holds her own. Very um, well spoken in 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 her approach to uh, uh, to her opinion. I'm not just buttering you up, Cindy. This is honest. I, I listen to the show every time it comes out. But also, you know, no matter what your topic is, if your topic is freaking hemorrhoids, you got to be engaging with the audience. And, yeah. and she's got that. She's got that it factor, whatever it is. Yep. And, and so, yeah, I mean, it was, that's, you know, the best, I, I'm going to give her a big head here, but that's the best choice that I could have made was going ahead and letting her 
come on. And and we've been lucky with our guests. I mean, we've been lucky with the guests we've had on. All of them have been great so far. I can't remember which one it was, but we and listen, we've all had them. But there was the one that wouldn't let you get a word in edgewise. Oh, you're talking about just, the lady? They just won't take a damn breath. Like, yeah. do you, are you Aqualung? Who the fuck are you? Do you not breathe? <laughs> I have a question. <laughs> a lot of times with authors, they're that way. They're the, and, and that's what I was going to say. That's one of the reasons I give up. And, then I, and again, I didn't do like down your specific niche, but have you got to that point yet where you're getting challenged what's next or or do you guys have a bag of ideas that are just overflowing still you know i have a lot of things that i'd like to talk about uh for me the biggest obstacle is being able to uh research it because of my because of my eyes i'm not able to really focus to try to read for longer than about 10 to 15 minutes. And then my eyes start to hurt. And so, uh, you know, it, it takes me a long time to, to research something and, and, and try to put it together. And uh, another thing too, is I always try to talk to Cindy to say, Hey, you know, what, what do you want to talk about? And so then we'll bounce ideas and decide, okay, this is where we're going. And now, just to that point, before you keep going, are you not finding in today's age, though, like, can you not listen to a lot of stuff? Like audio interviews yeah, I, or books or, or transcribing yeah, I, or something? I, just a side question. Well, the, I that's one of the things, too, that I try to do is find documentaries. Because if I can find documentaries somewhere, then I'll just put on the documentary, and, of course, I can just listen to it then. And I, I don't have to worry about, uh, you know, dealing with the vision issue. But in some cases, there's just nothing out there. Like when, on the last episode where we, when we did the curses, uh, the, the, curse, the two curses on the Habsburg dynasty, there was absolutely nothing as far as documentary-wise on it. So all of that had to be gone through, uh, you know, just reading and, and there are some programs that I use every once in a while where I'll, I'll take and just copy it and paste it into the program and it'll, it does a little, you know, computer generated. But then it's a voice like this and it really gets to be a pain in the ass after a while. (laughs) <laughs> yeah it's it's really annoying there's something you need to perfect <laughs> yeah it's i mean it's gotten better because it, at least it's not like the old school you know sound like it's coming off a of apple 2c uh <laughs> type of voice i mean it it's gotten better but it's still there's no inflection This is a really scary story. Imagine (laughs) yourself. (laughs) So, but as far as ideas go, no, there's tons of stuff to talk about and tons of stuff that I still want to talk about. And uh, as long as we can keep finding people that are interested in coming on, and as long as I can keep, you know, 
doing it for as long as I can, as long as what little bit of eyesight I have left holds out, you know, I'm going to keep doing it. And don't forget it's audio. Now, Cindy or someone else may need to take over the the keyboard or that shit, Uh, but we're coming a long way every day. But you're not going to lose your voice. No. So um, that's that's the beauty of the medium that we chose. Now, again, um, before we flip switches really quick here, uh, I've gone through it, so so I kind of know the answer to my question. Um, but for people that are aspiring or, or may want to know, it's a lot of behind-the-scenes work to do a show when, when you're getting guests and, and, you know, you've already talked about the research and stuff like that. How's, how's the response been, you know, your approach? Uh, is it a yes every time or do you have to, oh, shit, they don't want to do it? Um, well, we've had one. we've had two people who canceled at the very last minute. That's the brutal part, eh? That's Yeah. yeah. And then you have to scramble, you know, for ideas. And, and uh, one of them that actually canceled ended up leading us to do the episode that we've gotten the most listens from, which was odd enough. And we kind of had to throw that together at the last, at the last second. But, you know, the, the topic was good enough that, man, we had a ton of interest in it. And, uh, you know, it's, I think podcasting too is starting to get in Cindy's blood because when she's starting to see people that say, Hey, I really love this show. I really love what you all are doing. And when it, when is the next episode going to be out? And that's when, you know, you, you, you've hit it, whether it's 10, 50, 10,000 listeners. Now, Stu, I'm going to throw this over into your court um, because uh, folks, and, and we'll let Stu talk about it before we leave tonight, but you're doing a show now where you, as a long time, before you even joined us, um, avid podcast listener, um, what is the value of the host? despite how good a guest can be or how bad a guest can be, um, what is the value of the host attracting a listener? Ah, that's the, that is the million-dollar question, really. Um, generally, I, I will know within the first few seconds, and I know you're, that you should really maybe give a podcast two free listens before you sort of, you decide, but people don't. I think people decide within the first first few minutes at least, and they think, no, I'm not going to be listening to this. So uh, I don't know what the, I don't know what the answer is to actually grab people, but I think, you know, it, it depends on your taste as well. But I can listen to a podcast that might be really bad sound, uh, as funny as it does sound, but it might be still a great show. And uh, I've come across a couple like that that are terrible sound, but I'm thinking, no, these guys have got something. So, and you've obviously got the chemistry there between you two. Well, and and see, this is where I'm going with this, Big D. This is what I I, I was hoping to pull uh, out of the question is I believe you have 
let's say, Mr. Jones on your show this week, yeah, you might get the most hits you've ever had. But ultimately, what turns people off or brings people back on the positive end of things is the chemistry of the host. Yeah. No matter what the show's about, no matter who the guest is, no matter where you're going that particular week, the ultimate thing for a loyal listener is they either like DK, Big B, Choo Choo Stew, whoever. Uh, you know, I'm banking that, you know, you've got a, you know, whether you want them in or not, you've got a pretty solid following. And I know I'm going to garner some listens from that. But the ultimate mission of it is, and don't get me wrong, I love having you, and and that's why I ask you back, because in the end, I think if you're having fun, the people detect it, and that's why they come back. But in the end, if I want someone to listen next week, it comes down to me, Stu, and Big B. Yeah, exactly. And so for you and Cindy to fear, hey, the guest canceled. No, no, no. Don't worry about it. Um, you know, you might lose the people that were counting on listening to that guest, but the true followers who are with you thick and thin, in and out, um, are listening to you two. Yeah, and... And my voice on the intro. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I... I'm not going to lie. I, I, you know, I reached out to you because of your voice. I thought, man, his voice is perfect for this intro. And, uh, you know, that was, that was the reason I reached out to you for that, for this intro. You know, I mean, it was, it just, in my mind, that's the way I heard it. And and I, I will tell you, um, because I don't know, people listen to us and think, "Oh yeah, you know, big, big people, big stars must have got paid." Just be so humbled uh, and thrilled to be asked um, made me feel like a a big star. Just yeah. to <laughs> do a little part like that, just, I think it's just the love for what we do. Yeah, um, and then you know my my respect of you, of course. Uh, because again, folks, I I have the type of job I listen to podcasts all day now, and uh, so I'm fans of shows, including both yours. And uh, to be asked by someone is like, holy shit, yeah, yeah. And that's the thing about I think the podcasting community really. Uh, you have okay, like. Mike Jollett's last week messaged me and said, Hey, will you do a fill in for me? And I love Mike's show. And so, yeah, I mean, of course I'm going to, you know, I'm going to jump all over that. Uh, and when somebody asked me, you know, Hey, would you come on? Would you come on our show? Would you, would you do this for me? Yeah. Then, you know, I'm going to do everything in my power to try to make sure that, I'm able to do that. I'm living up. I'm living up to the brand. Right? Yeah. I, yeah, I, exactly. I, wow. It, it's, you know, it's funny because, you know, a lot, of, I, I noticed to, um, I'm sorry for getting off track, but there might be some people out there that want to start shows and learn and whatever. But, um, 
it's what I want to talk about, and I'm going to talk about it. Uh, anyhow, everyone's always, how do you grow your show? How do you grow your show? In so many other businesses, your competitor is your enemy. Um, Sure enough, you want to know what they're doing and and know what works. But I just find, for the most part, excuse a few, um, but the majority, this is a really supportive industry, if you want to call it an industry. Uh, For the most part, it's a hobby for most people. But it's a very supportive group. Yeah. And your best voice um, is all those other people. Yeah, exactly. Because once you get a reputation and uh, if people, especially if people like what you're doing, uh, but if you get a reputation for being a dick, I mean, it's going to end up killing you in the, in the podcast game. Yeah. They'll bury you. They'll, they'll absolutely yeah. bury you. And, um, you know, I, I think we all kind of learned that along the way. I, our egos get in the way. We're all doing the same thing, different shows, different topics, whatever. But uh, we're all we're all trying to climb Mount Everest against the big guys. And and I'm not taking away from any single person that listens to this show because you all mean the world to me. And I know I'll probably never speak to like one percent of you. I wish I could. And trust me, I'd take the time to do it if you reached out to us. Um, but, uh, yeah, this, this group we have is, is, it's, yeah, sure. I'm watching what you do. You're watching what I do. But for the most part, very supportive as in, in comparison to other, like maybe, well, Big B's not here to speak on it, but music or, you know, other things. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I can point to a few, <laughs> a few podcasts that, uh, where they decided that they wanted to make an attack on other specific podcasters and they got buried very quickly. Yeah, like it's, it's shows kind of gone weird. in a day very quickly. <laughs> I mean, if you, if you get poked a little fun at, uh, tongue in cheek it's it's often free advertising yeah but uh yeah a malicious attack is is just not done we're we're all in the same boat yep and uh yeah and that's why i'm such a huge fan of uh of this potter and family i i don't yeah. even know if they thought it would would come out so strong but uh hey anyway of course as always which i always mark as a very successful show is is when we don't get to a lot of the things I had on my list. Um, <laughs> although I do want to announce, and I won't get to go to the story, but uh, I, I was listening to the radio on the way home, and I messaged the boys. This is before I reached out to you, uh, uh, Big D. Um, apparently, March the 6th, uh, ladies and gentlemen, when they say everything has a day, uh, it is Tampon Tuesday. <laughs> and... Um, I'm not going to get to speak on it as much as I originally wanted to, but uh, uh, bravo. <laughs> Cheers. Good job. Does everybody hang a, hang a bloody stringer out on their door or something? I, that, I, apparently, apparently, it's one of these things. We're going to run a few minutes over, but that's okay. 
Apparently, it's one of these things where every girl should have a tampon. (laughs) Don't start hating on me yet. I, I think the government, whoever, should make sure if there's someone without a tampon or the other one that goes inside, I don't know the name of it, um, or if I'm getting the two mixed up, one's an Audi, one's an Uh <laughs> please forgive me, I that's one thing I've never tried to masturbate with. Um, <laughs> however, I, I, I do believe all girls should have them. I'm not in protest of that. I, I, I just really find it extremely interesting that, that it has its own day. <laughs> you know, I'm all for mental health day or whatever they call it. Bell let's talk. Awesome. Huge fan of that. Uh, you know, Margarita day. Yeah. We all need a Margarita. St. Patty's day. He drove out the snakes. Uh, I understand a lot of things. Christmas Day, whether we believe or not, you either believe in Santa or the the baby in the manger. I I get most of it. I'm just really had a hard time wrapping my head around Tampon Tuesday. <laughs> and you see, um, you can't exclude the men with these tampons because I have known men use them. Um, I knew you'd bail me out on this one. No, coming coming from the catering industry, I was a chef for many years. Oh, please, uh, please don't chef, turn me off chefs, food. No, I don't eat enough no, as it is. <laughs> no, sh- chefs suffer from a common ailment, and it's called a uh, chef's arsehole. <laughs> <laughs> and, and a tampon can fix that, at least temporarily. <laughs> or it can at least fine a chef's arsehole. And, and that's true. If you put a tampon between the cheeks of your bum, it eases Chef's arsehole. This is going to be the audiogram for the week. I think you just found the name for the episode, too. I know yeah, I'm changing it as we speak. But that is, that is I'm, I'm sure if you Googled chef, Chef's arsehole, I haven't. But um, I'm sure it would come up that you can actually use a tampon. Just a pinch between your cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't actually insert it. I, I'm going to play Big B's role because he's not here. I have a question. <laughs> <laughs> you don't actually insert. <laughs> I'm thinking of shit now. Whenever I'm thinking of getting anywhere near there. You don't actually insert the tampon. You just place it. Between the buttocks. Yeah, I'm only going on hearsay as well, but um, yeah, you, <laughs> of course you are. <laughs> I was wondering if they had to walk around with clenched all day, or <laughs> that's why their buttocks look so tight in those whiteies. <laughs> No. They're clutching a if, freaking tampon in between their fucking butt cheeks. If you if you dip it in baby oil for a few seconds, <laughs> like aloe vera, aloe vera cream. <laughs> it helps with the burning. Oh shit! Perhaps that's what that dude should have done with the uh, uh, with the stomach. 
a grouper <laughs> stomach or whatever kind of fish that was. <laughs> All I know is this explains that. I, I think the guy's name is Gordon Ramsay. It explains a lot about him. <laughs> That's why he's swearing he forgot to put the Vaseline on the tampon. <laughs> He put it in dry. He's getting fiberglass. He needs a he needs some antibiotics from that doctor. <laughs> Folks, while well, we're carrying on, please feel free to shoot your name of the show in the chat. We'll consider it when we're voting. <laughs> Carry on, Stu, please. <laughs> no, that was about it. But uh, just, it was just, uh, you know. It's, it's not exclusively for women, you know. We've got uh, a coconut oil on tampon. Um, Big D, I'm, I'm going to go over to you. Do you have a, a, a name for the show? Yeah, I, like I said, I, I, I got to go with Chef's Ass. <laughs> <laughs> and I just carried that one step further. I, I just went and in Infected dong and chef's arse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Stu? Yeah, can, I, can, I, can I just say, I did Google something, and what is chef's <laughs> chef's, arse, chef's arse is the informal way to describe chaffed skin. Thousands of chefs working here in the UK will know the name in this industry. It's a, basically a term used to say they have a sore bum. Or gonads. <laughs> <laughs> what, what was the last gonads? Yeah, that's that's testicles, yeah. isn't it? I, I'm not sure yeah. it's used for that. But so uh, basically, it spreads. Um, <laughs> do you have a name, Stu? Yeah. And I'm going to check the chat. I, I'll just I, I'll just go for chef's ass. Yeah, <laughs> I think that'll catch us <laughs> a lot of downloads. <laughs> What a surprise. Cindy Googled it too. <laughs> <laughs> See, they write us off as stupid comedy. <laughs> All right, listen. Um, we're going a few minutes over. That's okay. Um, let's go over to Big D first. Uh, uh, Big D, so what is cooking in the next week or two uh, as far as you creatively? And uh, where can people find it? Yeah, uh, we got a new episode of Smoke and Mirrors going to be out by this coming Tuesday. And other than that, man, just working on some comics, uh, trying to get some more written. Got a Kickstarter coming up here, hopefully before long. And uh, if you want to find us, you can find us at www.parafiles.net. That's P-A-R-A-F-I-L-E-S. And you'll find... uh, smoke and mirrors and you'll find a lot of videos where we've teamed up with uh jason prater who was on the show probably two shows ago and he has an interesting bunch of videos called paralopedia which goes through and tries to explain a lot of the things that people assume are paranormal and uh you know just a ton of stuff there on that website so you can find us all there and uh, I will say, folks, that uh, you know me. I, I like to laugh, first and foremost. And uh, this is my escape uh, from everyday life. But I'm a huge fan uh, of Smoke and Mirrors, and I do listen every time it comes out. Uh, Stu, 
What do you got cooking over there other than uh, coming here and, 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 and making my night? Well, I've got a, a new show, as I've said before, and it's called The Podcast Factor, and where I suppose it's a sort of lazy podcast because I'm clipping other people's shows. I've got a new episode dropping. I'm going to try and keep it to Sundays. Now I've finished on the jury service. Uh, I've got a bit more time, so I'm going to try and drop a show every Sunday night, uh, fresh from the Monday morning commute. And uh, you have got to be the worst fucking promoter I've ever met in my fucking life. I'll speak to it for you. Uh, Podcast Factor, folks, uh, like we uh, alluded to earlier, uh, Stu is an avid podcast fan and again i'm not lying to you uh this is another show that i i thoroughly enjoy um what he does is he plays small clips from about four or five uh different shows different genres uh next show is what uh crime crime dramas true crime crime. and so they all show apart from I do invite people to send in favorite clips of theirs that the, you know, podcasts I listen to or host to send in their clips. But, uh, otherwise it's all stuff that I genuinely listen to. I'm not searching, uh, shows just to play their clips. If you got what I mean, it's something that, um, I've got a passion about. Yeah. Right. Something you already like or someone's, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. someone's advice. I, I'm sending yeah, Stu yeah. like uh, this one, listen to this one, listen to that one. But I yeah. will be honest, uh, from Stu's, uh, two episodes, uh, I found a few I liked. And by the way, before I go to my stuff, um, do you, um, fucking dogs. I love them and I hate them at the same time. Um, shut up. Thank you. Sorry, guys. Live radio. Uh, the Swedes. When are the Swedes coming back? I don't know. I need to message them because they've done two episodes. Them. Yeah, they've done two episodes and seem to have vanished. But yeah. uh, I suppose it, when you get groups of three, four people, it's, hard to get it's always together. hard to, to make the time. Yeah, yeah. And I was just thinking to myself because uh, uh, Podcast Factor also is airing uh, here on the Cave Crew Radio Network because we have a 24-hour stream that we run. And uh, I'm just holding out. We're going to start airing it uh, before or after Cave Crew Radio. Uh, well, it won't be live. It'll be recorded. But part we're trying to get a block. We should talk to you, Big D. And this isn't something we'll do on air. But you should come on over. We don't charge any fees or royalties. Um 25% of your PayPal. Um, <laughs> no, but you should come over too because we run this little stream constantly and uh, we're trying to make a little family. Yeah, sounds awesome. Yeah, we'll talk off here. I have, fingers crossed, it's been a couple weeks. Again, yeah, sometimes it's rough to get the shows out, but we are fully committed. Uh, Al, the producer, and I, the magnificent Al, the producer, I have the, uh, uh, I'm very fortunate to co-host a show with him called Distraction Point, which is kind of similar to what we do here, but so much different. Um, it's, the video feed is on Facebook Live, and then we are also uh, live on audio and podcasts as well, and uh, we have a lot of fun over there, so uh if you get a chance to listen to us live or, or download the Distraction Point uh wherever good podcasts can be found 
I'd appreciate that as well. So I promise, I swear, as student in the jury, there will be a new distraction point uh, coming out this week and regular shows. So there you have it, folks. Uh, Big D was our guest tonight, filling in for Big B, who is uh, away serving time for a traffic ticket that hopefully we'll hear about next week. Um, and Chef's Ass sums it up <laughs> perfectly. <laughs> we talked about a million other things, but it's all about the Chef's Ass. <laughs> Guys, I want to thank you. Um, as much as I love doing this, baby, I could never do it without you. Uh, and uh, I also, um, because we got so busy tonight, um, we don't get to see everyone because of the audio feed. If you're not in chat, we can't see you. Um, we're not watching YouTube. Um, and obviously, we're, we're not with you if you download. Huge love and thanks to every single one of you. Uh, you're why we do this. And um, everybody in the chat room, thank you. You guys are awesome. Uh, you don't know how much it means to us. Um, thank you very much. Uh, so until next week, uh, I'm DK. Uh, on behalf of uh, Choo Choo Stew and the amazing Big D. Uh, and trust me, he'll be back. Uh, I have plans. And uh, <laughs> I know he's busy, but he's my on-call guy now. Uh, we'll see you next week. See ya. See ya. Shut up! Shut up! Shut, Thanks, shut, 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 shut up! <laughs>